Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today is our 2022 Ohio Realtors Good Neighbor Award winner, Nathan White. Nathan, welcome to the show and congratulations on your well-deserved award. Thank you for having me and thank you for recognizing me. It's, uh, it's very humbling to say the least. Yeah, it was great to have you um, accept the award at our convention just a few weeks ago, and it was so great to meet you. And I spent time talking to you and your wife, and you guys are both so fantastic. And um, congratulations again on a well, well-deserved well award. And we are going to get into that award and how you did it and some of the things that you do um, in and around your community to make it a better place today. But before I get started on the show, I have to ask our signature question, which I ask all of the guests who join me on the podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know what is the best view that you have ever seen? Wow, I have seen a lot of beautiful things. I think one of the most unique things I've ever seen, I actually witnessed with my wife and was able to share it with her, which is we got to see a moonbow. What is that? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a rainbow at night. <gasps> and so to just give you a little back, we were down in Key Largo. We visit the Keys a lot. And we're down in Key Largo staying at Baker's Cay Resort. And we're walking out on the dock in the evening. And it was a perfect full moon. And there was a little light mist in the air. And there happened to be a guy with a telescope looking, you know, up at the stars. And I looked up and I said, wow, that looks like a rainbow. He said, it's not a rainbow. It's called a moonbow. And he said, you're very fortunate that you ever even get to see one of these. Wow. And, I, and it's, it's a super rare event. It was really neat to see a rainbow at night. Yeah, that is so cool. I love that. Wow. What what a cool, cool experience. And now I'm like, man, I want to see one. I don't want them to be that rare. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I I love the moon anyway. It's I love full moons and just staring, moon gazing. So that is so special and, and very, very cool. And it, did it look just like a rainbow too? It was just like kind of around the moon? Yeah. It was a rainbow. It was like like literally arching over the ocean. And, it, and it, it's a whole set of circumstances with having to have the little bit of mist in the air, a little bit of rain, kind of a full moon, a crystal clear night. So they get this refraction off the water. It was unique. And again, it was one of my favorite places in the world, which is the Florida Keys. And I'm with my wife and to share that experience was, was pretty neat. Always remember that. I love that. That's so cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so I want to hear a little bit about you, um, your career journey in real estate. Uh, I know you're a Columbus realtor here local to the area of Ohio Realtors, but tell me how you got started in real estate and what's your career journey been like? Has this been something that you always knew you wanted to do or did you kind of fall into it like I know so many people do? I think real estate was always in my path considering my father was a builder. I fought the urge or, or whatever you want to call it, the, the calling for many, many years. I uh, spent some time in the military after military. I was, I was in the restaurant business for a long time. There is a local realtor here named Melinda who used to come into the restaurant that I ran at the time when 
I would always talk about how to be a great agent. And then Chip and Sue Parrish, who are here locally in Columbus, I ran into them at a friend's daughter's graduation and they uh, encouraged me that I would do well at real estate. And I kind of just had this thought that if I'm going to work as hard as I worked in the restaurant business, if I did it for myself, I could probably be successful. But it took great risk at doing that. And so I, after consulting with my better half, the wife, and having her support to really pull that ripcord off, I made the decision literally in like a four days time to, to pull that bandaid off. I, I met Chip and Sue on a Sunday and Thursday, I called him and said, what do I need to do? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, how do I get into real estate? And he said, why? I said, I quit my job. So, <laughs> need a new one. Help me. <laughs> it, that's right. Yep. And, and off we went. Um, so I was fortunate though, that I, that I had some base knowledge of the industry in itself of I grew up, you know, working on a job site, building single family homes. You know, that was spring break and summers. That's where I spent. And it's it's been great ever since. Very cool. And you do kind of have the family ties to it, which I know so many other realtors do kind of in the blood and in, in your DNA. So I love that. I have to talk about too, I know you're, you're a great realtor here in Columbus, but you are also just an amazing asset to the community as a fellow citizen in, in the work that you do is what we're going to talk about here today and a little bit more of your story and why you do what you do. So as the Good Neighbor Award winner, this award is nominated by your local association and then is voted on by peers here at Ohio Realtors. And it's given to someone who just really embodies exemplary community service and in, in giving back to the communities um, in really amazing and special ways. And like I said, you are such a, a deserving winner of this award. And we're going to talk about why. Tell me a little bit about what happened. I know you and your family um, experienced tragedy. Tell us what happened and how you were able to get through it. Um, I know. Let's see Way if to I kick do, it off, right? <laughs> without, without, uh, see if I can do this without crying. Yeah. Uh, Reagan's Fund, uh, the Reagan-Michael White Fund specifically, is named after my son that was born and died the same day. That's the gist of it and in a nutshell. It's way deeper than that, though, um, of course. To give you a little background, I was still just getting into real estate at this time when this happened. And I was working part-time at Pies and Pints at Easton, uh, which is a pizza and beer place owned by an awesome guy named Rob and uh, his wife, uh, Mel Lindemann. And I had won a contest to go brew a beer with Fat Heads Brewing up in Cleveland. And I uh, actually know a lot of those guys and gals and um, had some history with them. And what was important to me was to name that beer. Um, I don't drink. I quit drinking five years ago, like a week ago. Uh, whew, I didn't think about that. Yay. But I, I wanted to name the beer. And me being me, I wanted to name it after a Daryl Hall and John Oates song. I wanted to call it like Man Eater or Adult Education. And <laughs> I, like I wanted that. to I wanted to see if anybody pick up on it. Well, that was all in the works. I went to Chattanooga before all this and was competing in a half Ironman. And, and the reason I'm telling you this to give you kind of the week and a half I went through, uh, I should say my family went through, I went down to compete in this Ironman that I've been training for. My wife at the same time was getting put on bed rest in the hospital because of complications with her pregnancy. She had, and make sure I get this right, it was a subdural hematoma she had. Basically, if I'm correct in this, the, the uterus and the placenta were trying to separate. And I did not want to go to this Ironman. My wife said, you've spent 
the last eight months of your life getting up early to train for this every day. You need to go do it. Plus, our son at the time was down in Chattanooga. He had went down to visit my mom and sister. My sister lives there. I went down, started the Ironman, did not finish it because my teammate died in front of me on the swim. Gene was an amazing individual. And I am not joking when I say 10 minutes prior to that, we were having a conversation. We were standing on a dock together, getting in the water together. 10 minutes later, I swam up him and he was dead in the water. That kind of train wrecked me to say the least. I did not finish. I got out. I, I really believe it was a higher power or God, whatever you prefer to follow, guiding me. And what I mean by that is when I got out of the water, well, then my wife was trying to contact me. She was having complications. So I hop in my car, grab my son and my sisters in Chattanooga. We beeline home. Same day, get back. They had stabilized my wife, but I was back home where I should be. And then she had spent um, some more time in the hospital. And then later that week is when I got a call. Oh, this is going on now. I'm, you know, I don't want to say single dad, but I'm the parent who's having to work, the parent who's having to get the kid here, there. One, you'll learn a lot about what your spouse does. Do not take them for granted. Uh, your, your spouses or partners do a lot more than you realize sometimes. So make sure you tell them thank you every day. And so I'm juggling all of that. And I I went and put my son to sleep one evening. And I want to say it was about 10 o'clock. And as soon as the phone rang, I knew it was not good. Um, and it was my wife saying things were going south. Immediately jumped in the car and we went to the hospital. In-laws met us there the whole nine yards. Uh, later that evening, early morning, Reagan was born. And we had to make the decision to how do we proceed? It is, I, I don't know how to put into words how you have that conversation, how you have that discussion. It's very complex. It's very emotional. It unfortunately did not work in our favor. Reagan only lasted through the afternoon. In fact, passed away as I was holding him. Um, so you could hear his heartbeat get weaker and weaker by the hour. It, it is traumatizing. I, I, again, you could think of every word that, that goes with that. And we lost our son. While all this is happening to us, you're not alone in that boat, unfortunately. There are, there are families that are in that high-risk obstetrics floor that are having issues, other women going through complications. And I do remember a woman at, at one point that was on that same floor with my wife. I think they were trying to evict her while she's in the hospital on bed rest and cannot work. And I'm thinking, well, what kind of world do we live in? We're, we're better than this. And no, mind you, we're dealing with our own stuff. Well, that following week is when I was supposed to go make the beer with fat heads. And of course, I did not go. A couple of buddies of mine went in place. Uh, John and Robbie went in place of me. And while they were there, Fathead said, well, we want to do something for Nathan and Lindsay. And they reached out and said, hey, they want to do a fundraiser for you guys. And Lindsay and I said, well, we are eternally grateful for that. We financially didn't need the money. And we wanted to do something that would honor Reagan. So they had called us a few times while they're at the brewery making this beer. And he said, what if we do this? And what if we do that? And I said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I, I was not into raising $100 and 99 going to a CEO or to running an organization. If I was going to raise money, I wanted it to go to the families that needed it. And, and that stuck with me, I think, from my participation in Pelotonia every year. It's what I love about Pelotonia. It's why I ride. It's because I know what I raise helps families affect it, right? It's not going in all these other funds. And so they said, um, let's figure that piece out. So we said, sure. And they said, what do you want to name? I said, I don't, you guys figure that out. I, I, I really, you know, I kind of lost my train of thought with it all. And they called back and said, it's being brewed with Comet hops and we have a name. And I said, what's that? They said, we want to call the beer Reagan's Comet. And I thought, well, that's very apropos. 
And so the beer was kind of born out of that. I and my wife and I did not think that it would be something that fat heads would continue to do. And here we are five, six years later, they still make the beer every year. Fat heads um, makes the beer every year. Pies and pints carries it. Um, usually gets them to 101 beer kitchen and, a, and the proceeds from the beer sales goes to a fund that we were actually able to establish the Riverside hospital as a nonprofit 501 C3 but that we had 100% control over. For every dollar that came in, we got to know where that money went. It didn't go to any fund at the hospital to help any overhead. 100% would go to anybody we wanted it to go to. And that was important to us, which is, and, and it operates really in the same premise. Any dollar that's donated goes to families that need it. So the hospital will call and they'll say, hey, Nathan or Lindsay, we have a family that's in need. They can't pay their rent or they need money for gas or whatever that, uh, need us, we're able to say, write them a check. And they write them a check. And what you'll find out is $100, $200, doesn't sound like a lot, but to people in those times, it's, it's like you gave them the keys to Fort Knox. And so we're able to help families that way. We sponsor a Christmas every year, a family for Christmas every year this year. I think we're going to try to do two. There's no place you you don't want to be in a high risk obstetric unit at Christmas on bed rest, not being able to see your family financially strapped and unable to provide. So we're able to, to give that way. Um, so there's a lot of different ways we're able to do it. The best part is it's, it's a way for us to honor Reagan's memory, to shed a positive light on a very dark uh, time in our lives and, and to do what I call it the right way. That's how it came to be. I just think it's incredible that, you know, you've been able to turn such a trying and difficult time in your life around into this now amazing platform where you're sharing your story, not only doing that, but you're helping other people that are going through that. And I think that's what's so cool about this. Was there any main reason why you decided to start this fund? Or was it really kind of just hearing about, you know, the woman that you mentioned who was who was going through her hospital stay and, you know, was at the risk of losing her house? Or what really was the major drive behind um, wanting to start something like this and give back in this way? I'm not where I am today without everyone. And what I mean by that is I was never perfect. I've had my challenging years and somewhere along the way, every step of my life, somebody's helped me. Without that help, I would not have the success I have. I wouldn't have my wife. I wouldn't have my kids. And so I I just believe that I, I have to give back, that I, that, that there is some reason I'm here to do something good for others. And so it, w- it was a lot of things. It really hit home when we lost Reagan. And, and I saw, I don't want to say I saw, my wife and I saw a lane for us to be able to give to people. Yes, we lost a child, but we are blessed every day. And everybody said, that has to be hard. And I said, yeah, but it could be harder. And people say, how could it be harder? This is going to sound crazy, but we still had our son to go home to. I have a a nine-year-old named Beckett. And what I kept thinking about were the mothers or fathers that didn't have another child to go home to. And people are like, wow, that's kind of crazy. I said, yeah. So I, I can still come from a position of being grateful that, that, that we had, we have Beckett, my nine-year-old. I have a daughter, Zoe. And so I I know that somebody has got it worse than I, even in my darkest time, there's somebody that's got it harder and, and, I don't know, for lack of a better term, shittier than I do. And so I, I, I'm eternally grateful to 
a lot of wonderful people along the way that have supported me. And so this is my way to tell them thank you. I mean, I guess it's as simple as that is I owe a debt of gratitude to everyone along the way. And uh, this is the way I pay that debt back. I know you mentioned that when you were receiving the award, you said, you know, this isn't my award. You know, this is for everyone. You know, we're there with you guys by your side um, throughout throughout that trying time. What would you say to anyone out there listening to this or, or in general for individuals that are going through a tough time and are kind of, you know, feeling really down? How do you pull yourself out and, and turn that pain and loss and, and grief into something, you know, like you did? What advice would you would you give to those people? Ooh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's a deep question. I said, wow, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> we're heavy. Get, we're um, getting deep here today. You know, it's all good. Um, somebody's always got it worse than what we do, even at our lowest. And I know that sounds crazy, but it, it is very true. I mean, I, I remember even in the times of us when we were in the hospital, yes, we're in the hospital. My wife's on bed rest, can't do anything. But I, we weren't that woman that didn't have any family with her that didn't have a job that was trying to get evicted out of her home. Yeah, we had it bad. She had it worse. So there's just something that we, we, we all have the resources. And I know that a lot of people say, no, I don't. They're, they're, everybody has the capability to, to do good and help others. So I actually, you know, Reagan's Fund's awesome. I mean, yeah, we've raised thousands of dollars. Is it what something like the Stephanie Spillman Fund or something does? No, it's not. Do I ever think it'll be that? No. But do I know that through some of the things that we have done, we've had a positive effect and changed somebody's life? Yes. So if we can change one person's, then that's good enough for me. So don't go with, don't go at it with trying to set the world on fire and be everything. Just go and try to make a positive impact on one person or one family. And if you do it that way, then you'll win. Because I, I will tell you there putting a family in a house is great. Listen, we all like that. That feels good. I will tell you when you provide Christmas to somebody that can't have Christmas, it feels better than anything you've ever done. There's no greater reward. That feeling you cannot replicate. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-license course locations. I just love how big of a heart you have. And even just talking to you, you know, you can see your passion for helping others and, and giving back. And it's like, you know, making me making me tear up. You are really the embodiment of of what this award is and, and what an important and valuable asset you are to our community. I'm just like listening to you and your perspective on things is is really special. So I have to say <laughs> thank you, you know, for everything and, and all that you do. And one of your passions is running and exercising. And, and after kind of you and your family um, went through the loss, you kind of really upped the running game and the workout game and in and and some of the races and stuff you did. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit about um, some of the things you got into or got into even more um, kind of after that. And maybe how did that help you cope kind of with what you were going through? 
I got into ultra sports slash running Ironman world because in, in true fashion of me, as they say, uh, bigger's better. But I was overweight. I was a smoker and drinker. And I, I'd read a book by um, I, a friend that, uh, a now friend, that kind of changed my life in the sense that I believe that if he could do it, I could do it. And so I, I needed something once I did quit drinking, once I did quit smoking. And I wanted to be healthy. I want to be healthy for my children, for my wife and, and stick around. And so I, I just started like anything else. Uh, again, the hard part is starting. And I, I set small goals and, and found out that, you know, I'm never going to be a podium finisher. I know that, but I can run a long ways. And, and I found out I could run 100 miles. Uh, it was interesting. And, and it actually became really important after we lost Reagan from a therapeutic kind of standpoint. It was a way to get that. Um, I don't. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a, a like a nervous energy that just kind of eats at you. I guess that's what I would describe. So I would, you know, I'd look at my wife and go, "Hey, I'm going to go run for a while." Six hours later, I'd come home. But it was a coping mechanism for me. And and so it, it, did it help? Yeah, it absolutely helped. Uh, and and we were fortunate to be surrounded by amazing family, amazing friends, and and, and to to get through that. Um, I mean, heck, just look at what. I mean, Fatheads does. I mean, for their support, for the Lindemann support at Pies and Pints and some of these other places that have continued, I mean, support. So uh, the working out was important. It's a great community to be involved in. And I say that, as we all say in the realtor world, oh, the community. But literally, the, the running and cycling world is a is a really cool community. And there's a lot of cool people in there. It's just a good place to be. Being healthy uh, and not overweight feels great. Not to to segue, but being healthy saved my life back in 2020 because I ended up getting COVID pneumonia, sepsis, and AFib and having to get admitted into ICU. So for me, I know that that health played a role. And so health is important. Um, it was therapy. It literally boiled down to, it was therapy to go out and kind of ask questions. Uh, you're not going to get answers. I will tell you that. I, I never expected to get an answer of why we lost our child but I asked them a lot. I talk it out with myself. Yeah, no, you no, know, I think you're, you're totally right about that. And just the importance of, of doing little things that can make, um, you know, your mental health stay as good as it can possibly be. And well, I know one of the other things too, that you guys do is a mother's night out. Talk to us a little bit about that. I think there's one coming up. Is that, I know talking to you guys last week, is that true? Is there some other mother's nights out coming up? We help support the moms. I think it's called Mom Plan Out at the hospital. And I think it may be confusing some of the things we do there, but they do a lot at the hospital that takes funding for them to do for moms. Because, I mean, again, you've got these mothers who are bedridden. They can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. So, you know, they have a mom's night out program that they can actually do something in the hospital because there's care there for them. But so we help support that is, is one of the ways we do that with the funding we receive for Reagan's Fund that we can help. Um and then, you know, again, this year we're doing a Thanksgiving. I'm going to, you know, do that for a family in need. Again, Christmas, just a lot of different things you can do. And it's such an underserved thing. So many other things get so much attention. Cancer, you know, or a lot of these other um, diseases or ailments. But here, here's mothers and families and, and that they can't do anything. It's just an underserved area. It, it doesn't get the attention it deserves, I believe. So we're, again, we're just fortunate that we can, um, and we just try to do as much as we can. Um, you, you're limited to what funds you can, you have to, to, to give and, and to help people. But again, $200 can change the world for somebody. And I mean, that sounds crazy, but it really can. 
Yeah. And I mean, like you mentioned, it's like, it's so important that, you know, it doesn't have to be these grand gestures, you know, kind of like you're talking about. It doesn't have to be millions of dollars of wording. It's just your coffee money for the day or or volunteering, like the the just little stuff you can do that makes a big impact, I think is like really important to highlight. Like you said, we don't have to be changing, you know, the entire world or curing cancer or doing anything like that. Just just doing little things that that can have a great impact is kind start of start with one person. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I think we all get into I want to go change the world, but changing the world can happen one person at a time. And we're and again, we're fortunate, like we're one of the places I work out shred 415 over off Sawmill Road. Like this year, we're already planning for the Christmas thing. Again, this award's not me. I have support from all them. We put up a Christmas tree. We identify a family that needs support. We put up all these tags, different things that'll help the family. All I do is organize it. And I just bring people together. They provide everything. They really do. Again, that award has nothing to do with me. This is everybody. And, and little things like that make a difference. And, and like you said, it's not about a grand gesture. The, the family last year, you know what was important to them? Gas money. We did gas cards. Like that for her was the biggest thing because she was driving from Mansfield down daily after her child was born to the hospital at Dublin. But then her two twins were in NICU at Rainbow or what's it, a Nationwide. And she's doing this every day, every day. So gas cards, something we may take for granted. <laughs> That was important to her. Life so, changing. That it, and that is the life right. changing, right? It, it, it is, yeah. you know, something as little as a $25, you know, $30 gas card. It's incredible. So I want to know how people can get involved with the fund, um, with some of the things that you guys do. What is the best way for people to reach out to learn more if they're interested in supporting? I know Ohio Realtors has contributed to the fund as well. Very honored and blessed to be able to support that. But how can others, you know, learn a little bit more about you and what you guys do in the fund and get involved? A couple options. One, you just contact me directly. I'm always looking for help. Don't, I mean, I'll, I'll never say no to help. We appreciate it immensely. Uh, you can actually, I can send you a link or you can put it out there, but you can, you literally can go on Ohio Health's website and they have a giving page. You can look up the Reagan Michael White Fund and donate directly to it. It's a 501c3. You can get your, your tax paperwork will be sent from the hospital and you can directly just donate that way. You can reach out to me again. You know, again, we're doing Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas coming up. Those are the things, you know, we're always looking for ways to, to help facilitate those, to donate to them, clothing, food, gas cards. Don't ever think it's what I tell people. Anything helps. So there's a lot of ways. Like I said, just call me directly. I, I, I can point you in any direction. Definitely many options and, and de depending on what the needs are at that time, I'm sure you'll be able to, to connect um, those two together. So what is next for you guys as a family, uh, for for this fund and for um, the ongoing memorial of Reagan? What can we expect from you guys in the future? I know I'm going to try to get some um, Reagan's Comet beer. I know that's going to be on my task of things to do this weekend. But what is next for you guys? Well, so Wednesday this week, is the kickoff party for Reagan's Comet. They'll tap it on Wednesday at Pies and Pies at Easton. So that's that's big. And then, you know, as much as I never, we, I would say we never thought it would be something that would be continued, have the continued support. I'd like to make it a little bit bigger. I'd, I'd love to come up with some crazy challenge to find, you know, we've probably got what, a hundred real estate offices or 200 real estate offices. Like I'd love to come up with some kind of crazy challenge to challenge every real estate office to say, Hey, we're going to help sponsor a family. And why that 
I thought it would be something that everybody did. And last year I was talking to my contact at the hospital. I said, you got to love this time of year and everybody doing this. And she said, Nathan, what do you mean everybody? I said, what do you mean? She says, you're the only one that does this. And I thought, wow, that's shocking to me. One, I know that we're better just as a species, but two, we're better as realtors. And, and all of us in the realtor world, that if we really do this for the right reasons, we know that we do this for our community. So if we're going to be true to what we say, then let's, let's give back to the community. And again, it's more of a coordination and logistics thing than it is anything. You just kind of have to point people in the direction to go. So I would love to be able to see us do something bigger in honor of Reagan's name that everybody can get behind and say, this is why we do this. I guess if I really wanted to be honest where my brain would take it, I'd love to see it get bigger. That's, that's what it would be. I love that. Well, hopefully, you know, that that sounds great to me. I think it's certainly a worthy cause and certainly something that all of our realtor family and community can can get behind. And um, Nathan, this has been so fantastic. Thank you once again, just for sharing your story and, and for just the awesome stuff, you know, you guys are doing, you and Lindsay. Like I said, what an asset you are to, to your communities, to this Columbus area and to our Ohio Realtors family. On behalf of all of us, I know we just want to Thank you again and just really celebrate you and Reagan and this amazing, amazing work you do. So keep up the great work. And I know we are going to be hearing and seeing more of you soon. And thanks for for joining me here and and sharing all of this with our listeners. Um, I've really enjoyed having you on and getting to know you a little bit more. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys to all of you listening for tuning in today. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.